0: The problem with cookie cutter advice is that it's not always the case that the same advice and the same piece of wisdom uh, applies across the board. There's some things that would seem to apply across the board. If you want to live, you should keep breathing. You should uh, ingest some kind of liquid every so often and eat every so often and use the restroom and sleep and things like that. But beyond the very simple animal things, it's tough to really give um, uh, give across the board advice. Even something such as don't uh, be a good person, whatever that means, but don't be a criminal. The fact is there's some people that are so drawn in to, to the criminal path that they would almost, it would almost be wrong for them to, to not be a criminal. And somebody grows up, their 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 papa or their mama is a is a big uh, boss in the cartel or something like that, and, and what are they supposed to to, to disrespect in, in their whole family and uh, and all of that and just go their separate way and, and then be a good samaritan or, or get yeah, you know be a volunteer for the hungry kids in africa or something like there this is then becomes their job to, to be a criminal and maybe they even should try to be a very good criminal be, to, to be excellent in what they do and to be the next uh, el chapo or guzman or whoever uh, we're not take that with a grain of salt but just to to maybe kind of humorously make a point it's, it's tough to give advice across the board one of the uh, pieces of wisdom that we hear that that we want to think about right now in light of this uh, this uh, aspect here that we just mentioned is uh, have an open mind don't be dogmatic don't be ideological be open to changing your opinion so does this always get advice or not so as with anything to evaluate whether something's good or not, or or bad, we need an objective. Again, if we want uh, uh, some coffee, we ordered coffee at Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts or somewhere else, and instead we get tea, and here's your order, sir or ma'am, and we, we open the lid, we see it's tea, and we say, no, 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 this is not good. I ordered coffee, not tea, all right? If we... On the other hand, order tea and we get tea, then it's good that we got tea. So we need an objective. We can't just say, oh, it's good I got tea or it's bad I got tea. It depends on what the objective is, what the desire there was. So it's the same thing with all other advice. We need an objective. When we simply say point blank, it's good to tell the truth. It's good to not be a criminal. It's good to to be a good person. It's good to have an open mind. What does that mean? In relation to what? (laughs) We need an objective. All right, so a good objective that we can have uh, for life is to advance ourselves as much as possible on what we call maybe the scale of being, on the scale of development. Meaning, we say that there's grades of, of being. If you, whether you kind of paid attention to it or not, plants, trees, grass, flowers, they, by all indications are alive just like we are and if the more we study them the more impressed we can be with their functions so much so that it, some scientists even say they communicate and then they apparently even hear things and, and react in complex ways and, and it's, it's it's amazing the kind of world that, that we're not privy to but that they apparently uh live in right? and, and we see further that uh, each time we wash our hands it's a big genocide uh, presumably because there's there's very many germs on on our hands and we kill them and germs also they they do amazing things and they communicate and they make plans as it would appear or so to speak uh, to, to wage battle against immune systems and they have colonies and all kinds of stuff so they, they also are um, alive and existing. And, and needless to say insects needless to say little animals needless to say dolphins and primates and elephants Right? primates between chimps and monkeys and bonobos and gorillas. These are all very complicated, very much real living forms of life. All right? But we see their limitations. We see that they're not going too far as it concerns their development. A plant is a plant. A monkey is a monkey. All right? But when it comes to us and our species, we can grow a lot and we can develop a lot. And we can go from being essentially just like an not like a plant, per se, well, I see these people in, in comatose states and, and things like that, but with a relatively functioning person, not like a plant, and also not like a little animal, but, but like the, the primates, basically, with, with more intelligence, uh, apparently inherent capacity for language and conceptual thought, but basically the same thing. We can go from that to being something very different, right? to being something much greater than anything else that we're aware of that exists in nature. So that's a good point to have because there's really nothing else that we can strive toward. Everything else is is ultimately in subservience to that objective if we were able to think clearly about it. So when it comes to saying, uh, giving life advice, be open-minded, don't be open-minded, we have to think about the objective. The objective is to grow. Just like for an acorn to grow into an oak tree, we want to grow from an animal, from a primate, into a human being and beyond right? But a human being is a good place to start and we're all very far away from that. So we don't need to think about anything beyond that for the time being. And so that's, that, that's our objective. So consequently, we need to ask in a given situation, what is most conducive toward that objective? And the fact is that sometimes what's conducive towards that objective is to be open-minded and not to be dogmatic and ideological and stubborn. And sometimes it's not. Sometimes the thing that is conducive to that objective is to be very firm in one's convictions even if somebody would say they're very irrational, and is to have no to be completely closed off to criticism and to doubts and all of that and, uh, and to take consequently that advice of being a free thinker or being open minded would be very destructive and very detrimental why? because thinking freely and, and having lots of interesting opinions is not a merit in its own self what's the point? We can also get uh, a monkey to make many different noises. And it's still going to be a monkey. So the point is not to anything specific like that. The point is to advance ourselves on the scale of being. To go from being a monkey to being something more. So that's the only thing. So consequently, the only point, uh, uh, evaluative criteria is, will this help me to advance myself on the scale of being or not? Not anything like, oh, this is good because I'm thinking in this kind of way, I'm thinking openly, I'm thinking who cares, think however which way we want, we simply want to make gains we want to advance, so what are some situations anyhow, where a person where it would not be wise for a person to think freely and think critically about everything one of these situations is when a person's um, eh, basis their, their world view, their outlook is, is based on certain tenets, right? certain uh, statements that a person has to hold firm to in order to be in a solid context within which they can grow. All right? Specific examples of that we don't want to say. You can, you can figure it out yourself if you want. Uh, but that's a situation where it would be extremely counterproductive for the person to say, oh, I'll also listen to your opinion. Oh, you might be right. Oh, I might be wrong. Excuse me. Oh, it may be I need to take a critical look at the evidence, and, and uh, what uh, you know, what uh, this this person and that person is saying, and this uh, field, uh, this discipline is saying, and that one and that one, and that would be very counterproductive. Why? Because it would rip away it, uh, uh, the foundations. It would destroy uh, the tenets of of the person's uh, outlook, and consequently give them no context, no solid footing, no firm ground. on which to grow, and that is absolutely a a requisite, that's a requirement, prerequisite requirement, Uh, in order to grow, we need to have a firm foundation, we need to have something solid, if there's nothing at all that we understand, if there's nothing, no method at all according to which we are uh, uh, comprehending Reality. Then we're, we're 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 screwed. Pardon the language. there's just a complete salad. It's called insanity, right? Talk to to a person with severe mental illness, and we see that there's they have no ground at all to stand on. It's a complete. They're drowning continually in their own thoughts and their own emotions. It's it's a complete and total roller coaster salad of who knows what. So this is how the person is going to grow and become a human being in this context. No, no shot. Right? A person, you need, we have to be able to stand on firm foundation. It's like trying to shoot a basketball while standing on a, on a bog, right? Uh, meaning on like a, a swamp. We're going to drown before we shoot the basketball. We need to, to be able to, to stand on a, on a solid court in order to do that. Right? Or to lift a weight. What are we going to do? It standing on, a, on this, the ocean or something? We're, we need to, to stand on the ground. Right? Whenever there's an earthquake, it's very disturbing because this is our solid ground for our physical activity and all of a sudden it's disturbed. <laughs> By definition, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's disturbing, it's problematic when the ground is taken from under us. So it's the same thing, we need a solid ground. So consequently, if a person is through you know, fate and fortune, if we want to call it like that, they, they, their world exists on a solid foundation on certain tenets that they've been taught or that they've arrived to and come to, and now they hold near and dear. They do not want to critically evaluate it. That would be a big mistake, and it would be a big mistake even to expose these tenants to to, to inquiry. To say, I'm so confident in what I believe, I'll let you criticize me. I'll take. I'll I'll look at everything. I'll look at all the criticism. I'll look at all the uh, the the objections. Very, very silly. Or, not, not very silly, it's very destructive. It's a very bad idea. Why? Because any given thing, there can be a million criticisms too. And a person will inevitably find grounds for doubt if they look hard enough, no matter what they believe, as it concerns things that are outside the realm of very simple tautologies and, and, and certain observations that we have. Alright, so a person goes down that route, they've undermined their belief, their beliefs, and now it can become a situation where the person holds to what they they hold, not because they really think it's true, but because, the, because it then involves their pride and their ego, and they say, nobody's going to prove me wrong, not because I really believe it's true, but because... You know, it's it's like nobody's gonna take my my bone from me. A dog thinks not because you know it's just a dog. It's it's that animalistic type of pride. So it becomes the same thing, and that also undermines the possibility. And if not, when not, when it doesn't eliminate it, of a person truly growing and advancing. So the optimum situation for a person with this, uh, beliefs that are already preset is when there's no uh, access. There's no. Uh, avenue open at all for doubting what what the person believes. When there's no questions at all. This is reality. This is so-and-so. That's it. I don't even think about it. It is what it is. But then a person has that solid ground to continue to advance and grow as a human being and attain the good, which is the only point. There's no point in simply criticizing something or or thinking critically just for its own sake, right? Oh, critical thinking is very important. For what? Just to do it? So we can pat ourselves on the back oh, I'm a critical thinker. Right. Oh, it's so important to, to be very thoughtful and philosophical. For what reason? Just to, to be so? No, we want to attain the good. We want to advance ourselves. We want to not be monkeys. That's what the point. So if, if it helps us to think critically, we can. If not, then we should avoid it at all costs. So that's a, an example of a case where, um, where critical thinking and, and, and open-mindedness and, and, and all of that is... To be frowned upon and avoid and really highly avoided. But what's an example of where it's not to be avoided? So, if a person is not functioning in a world that has been already calibrated and set for them by their parents, their ancestors, or by even by what they kind of came stumbled upon in the course of their their life, like arguably, I don't know about the majority, but but as surely many people. Um, or in that, uh, that mode of life, then it is very helpful to think critically and to be open-minded. Why? Because then we have the same, the same kind of thing is going on, but it's just unconscious. A person still holds the many different beliefs. A person still has many different points of view, but they're not aware per se that they do. It's just that they, they find themselves reacting. We find ourselves reacting in a particular way. We find ourselves uh, feeling like this, in this situation, like that, in this situation, and we really don't know why. Why? It's because we're running, to so say, to so speak, quote-unquote, a a certain type of program. We're running a certain type of software. And it's a very good idea to figure out what that software says, what it is that we actually believe, and consequently, where our reactions are coming from. And so, for instance, it is 100% impossible that anything will make us angry. Nothing at all can make us angry. There are people that develop to to a point where there is nothing in the entire world that can make them angry. Where you could take every cent they have and burn their home, may we be spared, anything and everything, they will not even be a billionth of a percent angry. So it is never the external thing that makes us angry. And the same thing for sadness. There are people that nothing can ever make them sad. And not because they're sealed off, to to the external world or or in their own fantasies, but because they they have certain understandings that preclude them from being sad. So nothing external can ever make us sad. Nothing external can ever make us annoyed or irritated or anything that is always because of the software we are running, because of our reactions, all right? So, uh, consequently, when we're not aware of that software, we live in ignorance and we live in darkness. And that is a situation where... We're like an automaton. We just react. We don't know why. We don't know what. <laughs> we, we don't. So, so that's that situation where it's very helpful to be very open-minded and to be very critical and to ask ourselves, what is it? I, do I? What is it that I believe? Is it true? Maybe I should take a second look. Maybe I should be uh, critical of it. Maybe I should listen to the critique and advice and all of that because chances are that this, these uh, worldviews and, and these beliefs and programming that we quote unquote subliminally hold they have not been refined and they have not been worked on in any kind of systematic conscientious way they just kind of came about we just kind of fell into a mode of life on our 20 25 30 and there's how we are right instead of with systematic beliefs that that apply to some other people they have been worked on for perhaps thousands of years they have been refined and chiseled away for a long time but including by people with tremendous talent and wisdom so a person, so, so they, th- th- there's much higher likelihood of success with them than when a person just has a medley of, uh, of who knows what in their mind that just, that just kind of got there some way, somehow. So again, in that case, that advice would be very, very helpful to, to be open-minded and critical. But anyways, uh, we see here that to, to address something like that, it's, It's not so simple as to say we should all do this or that or think in this way or that way. We have to keep our objective in mind. It is true that there's only one worthwhile objective, which is to attain the good and to advance ourselves on the scale of being because what else are we supposed to uh, desire? Even here, if we're going to be really uh, uh, kind of thoughtful here, then we could say even here there's, there's an additional aspect because there's some people that do not have it's not their shtick. It's not their, their fate to, to advance themselves. It's not their fate to, um, to, to attain the good. Their fate is to, to, to do some, have some kind of corporal contribution, some kind of material contribution to, to the development of the world. So for people there, it, it also wouldn't apply. But those people are not listening to, to any kinds of lectures and not having these kinds of thoughts. So that's a different question. But for anybody that is and is having thoughts like that, the goal is to advance ourselves on the scale of being to attain the good. And consequently, the strategy depends on many different factors, on who we are, on what we've been taught, on what we believe, and so forth and so on. So we need to think, <laughs> we need to think critically about whether we should think critically or not. And that actually may not be a contradiction if we think about it because it's one thing to, to say we believe XYZ. It's one thing to launch a full-on investigation into XYZ. And another thing to think, should I launch an investigation into XYZ or let it be and focus on my development and growth? So it wouldn't seem to be a contradiction. All right. We can think about it. Thank you for listening.